Man, what a night, huh? Between all the Canadian athletes doing well, uh, Charles Oliveira getting back in the win column with a massive TKO, and Amanda Nunes retiring, I, I would say UFC 289 lived up to all of its hype, even though, for the most part, a lot of people probably wouldn't have known all these fighters. This is the first time uh, UFC came back to Canada in a while. So, of course, they put all their Canadian athletes on there, and they all did so well. I mean, ridiculous. Like, I really wasn't paying attention to a bunch of them because I was doing chores around the house and just had it on the TV. Um was kind of upset. I started paying attention when Nasruddini Mamov and Chris Curtis were fighting. And that fight ended in like an accidental headbutt. Um, trending to Chris Curtis wasn't going to win that fight. Kind of. But you know, it's MMA. You never know uh, until you know. Um, but he did get accidentally hit but you know orthodox versus southpaw if you kind of step forward your heads are in alignment to clash and i think they said he had 15 stitches above his eye because of the the headbutt but anyways let's talk about this um ko from charles Oliveira. now i did predict that if Benil could wade through the fire a little bit, he might be able to enact his plan. And for a little bit, it looked like he could. I know this fight was finished in the first round, but the way that Charles Oliveira kind of kept just going to the ground, Benil was just thwarting all the attacks and kind of giving him some ground to pound back. It kind of looked like it was trending towards Benil. Like slowly but surely, I knew it wasn't going to be fast. It wasn't. I if it was going to be a submission, it wasn't going to be first round for sure, not at all. Um, but it looked like Charles was trying to prove a point and stay on the ground. For what reason, I do not know. I never understood that about fighters, uh, because all you got to do is win. You don't have to prove to anybody that writes a journal. Re, uh, writes a vlog, posts an article, has a podcast like me. Like you don't have to prove anything to any of us in the media sphere. Um, just win. <laughs> all you have to do is win, and that's all we really care about. Now, there's people that would like to go more in depth, such as myself. But you know, proving somebody you can do something on the ground, yeah, I do not care. If you win, I care. Like, I don't care how you won, unless it's by cheating, and then uh, you're dishonorable in the martial arts. But he got up, threw a left straight into a right high kick, and boom, had Benil tripping all over the place, and then went in for the kill, you know? And Charles Oliveira must have some sort of power, right? Because he's, he, I wouldn't say he's super tall. He's 5'11, 155 on, uh, in body weight, but I don't know about actual weight when they go into the octagon. But I still, you know, when I saw both of them get on the stage, I didn't think it was going to be a great fight because both of them looked so drained. 
I don't understand how you could be my height and get down to 155. For me, I would have to lose like 60 pounds. <laughs> I can imagine losing 60 pounds just to fight, but you know, any perceived advantage is an advantage if you believe it. And the only person that needs to believe it is the fighter himself. Um, I still would like to see less weight cutting, maybe a little more weight classes, but that's beside the point here. Charles Oliveira back in the win column, and with uh, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gagey fighting for the BMF, it kind of muddies the water because I don't know who's the number one contender. Like, was that the number one contender fight? Is the BMF the number one contender fight? Does Charles have to fight one of those guys again? I think Dana said um, he's eyeballing uh, Islam in October, I think, or whenever they go back to UAE. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Charles Oliveira, you know, he looked great when he was stand-up fighting, um... I don't know what he was trying to do on the ground. He kind of looked lost. And and it just it was just confusing. I was like, if he just does this, uh, I don't think he's going to win. And then he proved me wrong, literally like 20 seconds later. And moving on to the main event, Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana. I know, I know, I know, I know I hyped this fight up so much, but... You know, sometimes the fighter just doesn't show up. And I pegged Irene Aldana as the best um, fighter she could have fought at 135 skill-wise. She looked the most complete. Like, she doesn't lack kicks. She doesn't lack boxing. She doesn't lack groundwork. I wouldn't say she's as good as Amanda at certain things in those aspects, but put together, I felt like she would give Amanda the most fits. And then she did. I think she walked her once with a right hand in the first round. But then Amanda proceeded to be Amanda for the next 24 minutes. And it was kind of boring, you know. Uh, I, I thought Irene would step up you know uh she just saw alexa grasso win the championship same but bring another championship back to mexico just ended up kind of being a barn a barn non-burner <laughs> barn paint watcher um one of the worst scorecards i ever heard in my life i don't think you know what while i'm talking about it i'm gonna look it up but if she achieved a scorecard of 50-43. Um, let me see. 50-43. How many times has that happened in UFC? Oh, I can't go there. Oh, wait. I can log in. But fifty forty three, man. You, like you, she just never showed up to the fight at all. It was really weird. 
Like, she just never countered. She never stepped up. She never stepped in. And I was like, right after Amanda got rocked, I was like, uh, if Amanda doesn't start kicking those legs, she's just going to kind of pick her apart that way. And Amanda started kicking those legs, and she just never went back to um, trying to get her boxing going. Man. Looks like Reddit MMA is private now. Somebody must have gotten in trouble here. Ten most lopsided fights. Thirty twenty-five. Ooh, that's bad. Thirty twenty-six. All right, but let's see number one. Fifty forty-two. Wow. Rich Franklin versus David Lucy. I don't remember that fight. Now I gotta watch. <laughs> I gotta watch that fight. Fifty forty-two. Jeez. Rich Franklin was a beast, though. I believe it. But I need a. Watch that again. 50-45, Yeah, I don't see anything else that's that bad. Hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> 50-42, 50-42, 50-43. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> but Amanda, you know, again, did Amanda things. Took her down when she wanted. Punched her when she wanted. Half the time, um... I was wondering why she just wasn't ending the fight. And what's even funnier about that is Juliana Pena, after the after the fact, said she must be the best fighter if Amanda couldn't even finish her. Um, <laughs> and that she ran from her after since she announced her retirement. Which is pretty hilarious to say after you just got beat down for 25 minutes straight. In the second fight, but who cares? Um, yeah, Amanda's retiring, so that leaves a big open gap in the 135 division. Um, with that being said, let's look up the UFC's bantamweight, UFC women's bantamweight, and let's see who is in the running. So we got Amanda. And then we got Julian Pena, Raquel Pennington, Holly Holm, Caitlin Vieta, Irene Aldana, who just lost, Yana Santos, Chasson, Misha Tate. Hmm. Okay. So Chasson, Santos, Caitlin Vieta, Holly Holm, Raquel Pennington, Julian Pena. So Raquel's up next. Holly Holm, Caitlin Vieta. Irene Aldana just lost. So yeah, this is this is going to be a little muddy up here. Um, I wonder if any of these fighters have fights already. But I don't think anybody's lined to fight yet. Let's see. Holly Holmes next fight. July 15th versus Myra B. Myra Bueno Silva. Who's that? Is that the 140? Might be a 145 fight. Let's see. Oh, no. Bantamweight. Bueno Silva was supposed to face Misha Tate, but an injury forced Tate out. Which led to the booking of 
them in July. Okay, Mara Bueno. So I don't know who this is. Uh, oh, she's number 10. Okay. Should be Lena Lassenberg. On the last fight, or in the last card that Holly was on. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Caitlin Vieta, next fight. Is she fighting somebody? Let's see. I know this podcast is all over the place, but man, it got me excited. I just finished work, and I got some free time, so I wanted to get on it. Let's see. Caitlin Vieta versus Raquel Pennington was back in January, it looks like. And she lost by split decision, so... (sighs) Sorry. Uh, Raquel Pennington, again, versus... Okay, so Holly Holm and Myra Bueno Silva are the only ones that have fights booked next. I doubt that the UFC makes that a title match for the vacant... I bet you whoever wins um, has to fight Juliana Pena later on this year, and they'll call it a a, a title match. Um, I don't even know who's in the one forty five though. Let's see. UFC women's featherweight. Uh, Macy Chasson, Norma Dumont, Carol Rosa, Josiane Nunes, Stephanie Egger, Chelsea Chandler. Hmm. Well, it looks like they got uh, nine people. But it seems like um, (laughs) they're all 135ers that didn't want to cut weight one time. So they fought at 145. Just for a fight, so. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy next few months to see uh, who rises to the top of the 135 and 145 rankings. Um, And it's going to be crazy to see if Islam does get have to fight uh, Charles Oliveira again. Because I don't think it's going to be any different. I think it's going to be much of the same. So, hopefully... We get a little spark of excitement. I know it's making me yawn thinking about that fight again. <laughs> but anyways, great card. If you watch, I wouldn't say you missed much. Uh, the Floyd Mayweather card <laughs> ended up being more uh, exciting. It seems like um, Tiafima Lopez just announced his retirement today. I think he fought over the weekend. So, a bunch of stuff going on in the fighting world. I'm going to take my time and probably go over that in more depth later on this week. Um, And I'm also going to talk about my 5K in my next podcast. I did really well. The timers didn't work at the um, race itself, but I got my time on my watch. So, And I'm I'm very proud of it. Um, So, yeah, it's Monday. Is it Monday? It's still Monday. Yes, it's Monday. We got a long way to go till Friday, <laughs> but we're going to keep on pushing. It's a good week. Let's let's keep it going strong, all right? Uncle Phil is out.